Because the reason You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge <laughs> Yeah <laughs> You might not believe us But ladies and gentlemen We have fucking done it what? After a season Coming out of the closet One, one episode Hey, I'm still leave a, like a little bit of mystery in my You're life. In <laughs> I'm all the way in there. But we've done it. We've cracked it. We've um, managed to get our first female in the dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> fucking, if that's not something to fucking celebrate, I don't know what is. You must be brave. Mm, Coming down You must here. be goddamn brave. So I, s- um, I said to Mossy, I actually had a shower before I came here because normally <laughs> I just got that work stink on me, just fucking just trying to flex on people. My mm. testosterone levels are popping. Yeah, no, nah, beauty. <laughs> you beauty. Look forward to another, for the third Jones coming out in August. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but uh, anyway, don't worry about how your day was. Our guest today is number one in Australia. And number two in the world. That still stands, correct? Still stands. Yeah. Perry Roberts. Hi. How are you? Good. Thanks Woo! for having me, boys. No, no, thanks, for, thanks for coming in. First female. That's, uh, I'm, I'm impressed. I'm, I'm glad. Thank you. You've had yeah. a, so you had a little listen to a couple of podcasts today, I you have. reckon? Yep. What are we doing wrong? What, how come chicks don't want to come in here? Because <laughs> we had a few lined up and then they, were just, they were just like, oh, <laughs> you know what? Like, they agreed on the piss, and then yeah. a couple of days later, oh, you know what? I'm actually going to be busy that night. Oh, we haven't no. even told you what they were doing. It. Yeah, I'm still going to be busy. Right. So I've taken the bait. What am mm. I actually in for here? You're going to stitch me up or what? Just talking. <laughs> just talking. <laughs> Before we go any further, on the peripheries, we have Lewis also sitting in. He's going to start his own podcast soon, so he's just going to chime in and have a listen and see how not to do it, and then he can go on off his own merry way and get yeah. into it. Thanks for having me, boys. Yeah, ah, no uh, he said he wasn't going to get into it. First two minutes, you were We've got him early. We've got him early. Just before we get into the old superstar over here, do you want to actually talk about how we met? Uh, yep, yep, definitely can do. So, as as discussed, I was looking to get into a podcast, which mm. is still happening, and I'll uh, keep you updated about that, no doubt. But um, No free plugs here, mate. No free that's, plugs. That's here. it, yeah. <laughs> haven't mentioned the name by any means. No free plugs here. <laughs> But uh, no, I messaged Mossy uh, through a mate, Huey, who's been on the show and uh, to go down and get a beer and ch- chat about podcasts because I had no idea what I was doing. Next minute I turn up and uh, Mossy has absolutely no idea what's going on. He's uh, He has a... <laughs> Numerous naturals or chemicals, whatever you want to call them, and, and next minute he's uh, was sitting there at Bar Beach Bolo having a beer, and, he, and he's seeing uh, all sorts of things walking around, and Pink he's walking and unicorns, yeah, yeah walking bowl, bowling balls, the works. So I'd uh, indulged in a bit of the old psilocybin. Oh, is that the night you went burka? No, 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 another night you went No, 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 no. This was um, no, nah, I was testing. Testing a crop for a mate. <laughs> <laughs> Nonetheless, he was very informative. No, yeah, but uh, oh, I was good fun. A guinea uh, pig. Yeah, yeah, as you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, anyway, so... Uh, Lewis is my uh, roommate, by the way, mm. for those that don't know. Legend of roommate. Bloody messy, though. Yeah. Is he? Oh. Is he? Oh, I've had to curb his ways, so um, no, he's getting better. Yeah. It's all right. Has it helped having a bit of a uh, female, like living with a female you influence? You should have seen the house. Well, when you, I walked in, it, it was... It wasn't a nursery and now it is the whole home. <laughs> oh, a nursery. Red like nursery, a, I call it. It's about uh, 1,200 plants all through the thing. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like a creche, like a baby yeah, literally nursery. You, you, get, you, you go into the loo and you move you move slightly and you're knocking over pot plants and, you know, it's, everything's falling apart there. When I was saying I wanted to get some succulents in here, I was mean the succulents in you, in you endo, and I'm like... Plants. 
I stumbled through that, but we got there. Oh, we got there. We got there. <laughs> What'd you get there today, Moss? Ah, uh, not a lot, eh? Fuck <laughs> me, right? Had the had, no, had the day off today. Um, what did I do? When I got a coffee, <laughs> did some washing, <laughs> bought some new bed sheets. Oh. Very the old ones. <laughs> yeah, I know about the old ones. <laughs> they could stand up, so I asked them to walk out. <laughs> this is an old one on here, isn't it? Nah. Get the blue light out. Nah. Wait, <laughs> female guest, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's pretty much the reason why Lewis felt like he had to come in today. He's just like, oh, I don't know, you're going in the dungeon with these two guys. And uh, mm. you, Have you ever... I'm not going to get into this. Nah. <laughs> I will tell a story, though. <laughs> you know when well, the, on the, well, on the uh, table. Come on. Right, you know when you're uh, at a footy function, let's say, mm. at, you know, on a, at the end of year and the, a lady comes in to serve everybody drinks and there's a guy who waits out the front for her? Yeah, me. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to see if she gets in the car, right? <laughs> to, collect, to collect the money and make sure the funny business goes on. Oh, yeah. That's our Louis over there today. <laughs> the muscle. <laughs> Louis the muscle. <laughs> The, the muscle, mm. yeah. Anyway, all right, go. Anything you'd like to talk about, guys? Uh, I put <laughs> a seven-year-old in hospital today. No, on the weekend. It's a Sunday job. <laughs> uh, it's Wednesday. <laughs> no, on the weekend. I put right. a seven-year-old in hospital. Right. Got his first billy card accident. He didn't have any shoes on. I rolled oh. it straight over the back of his foot. Yeah, <laughs> the hospital gets three stitches. <laughs> Probably the only one in his school has a billy card accident, not a fucking to, iPad accident. To everyone, that, I just saw this billy card the other day too. It's a I, was like, oh. I was like, oh, is that his new billy card? Beauty. And Jesse's like, yeah, it's real safe in that. Like I put the ropes extra long and I made it sturdy at the back so I could stand on it <laughs> and steer. So <laughs> what's going on? No, he had the ropes. He was an iPad boy, so he wasn't know, didn't know what he was doing. So yeah. my 90 kilos of weight just went straight over the back <gasps> of his foot on the road. Oh. And he was, you killed me, you killed me. <laughs> <laughs> off, the, off the ED, mate. Are the parents yeah. sued you or what? Nah, she just said he was a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Good parenting right there. Yeah. yeah. And they've just had a, a newborn, by the way. So. I did. I had a little bit of a stalk. Yeah. Very, very cute. Very cute. Lots of rolls. Mm. Yeah. yeah he's, I've got one skinny one with blonde hair and one fat one with dark hair. <laughs> it's funny. Get right in there. <laughs> Maybe the other one's not mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're both mine. They're both dead ringers. Oh, God. <laughs> Anyways. All right, so... What did your mornings look like? You've got, have you got a morning routine? <laughs> Let's just get out of that. Is this because I'm a female? And no, 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 no. Like, uh, do you have like a set? Like, do you train every day with with this? Like, your high level? Or do you train every day? Like, what do you do? You do what do you? What methods what do, do you implement in the morning? Do you get up and you meditate and do all that kind of stuff? Or I do get up and meditate. Um, I've only implemented that in the last year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've been talking to a coach, and he's really helped me with everything. His performance coach, uh, Matt Griggs. Down on uh, down in Cronulla, and he's legend. So he put me on a meditation. So the last year I've been doing that's actually like changed my life. And I've talked to so many people, and they're just loving it too. Like you, mm. you don't realize at the start I was. Mum's always been into it, and mm. I've kind of been like, oh, like yeah, no, it's a bit hippie. You know, don't really want to get into it. Not until something happens, and then like you're like, mm. okay, I need to start meditating. It's hard, eh? Yeah, oh. I do. Uh, I've got that Headspace app. Mm. I try to do that most nights. I'm horrible yeah. at doing it in the morning, mm. but. Uh, it gets easier and it's, it's actually sick, huh? Like, have yeah. you found, how have you found it helps you? Um, I think just, I feel like I'm an aggressive kind of person. I think Lewis could definitely, uh, oh, he could chime in here and <laughs> agree. <laughs> Not aggressive, but, you know, I have, I have my moments. I forward. S- forward, yes. Mm. Um, I'm very, like, well, I'm a ranger for starters. Mm. So, you know, I've got the redhead uh, curse. I'm fiery. 
But um, I think it's just like helped me with calming down in the moment, especially like comp situations. Yeah. Like I can really focus and own in on what I need to, you know, do. Um, so that's that's helped me heaps. Even just like every day, like I get like hyped too easily or something. I need to like calm down, yeah. and I just take myself away, and it's just it's done it for me. So I do like five minutes in the morning, and then five minutes at night, and yeah, it's five great. minutes. And five minutes, enough. yeah. It's this practice called a Keeley meditation. So it's about some. There's so many different meditations mm-hmm. out there. Like you know, like there's just you know you can picture like a light or whatever. This one is trying to think about nothing so you oh, actually the like, hardest. that yeah. is the hardest and you actually it's a, co- a form of like detachment so you just kind of got to detach from any single thought and yeah it's just five so would minutes you just picture black and then just go from there or i don't know it took me i reckon it took me like five months to get it done really? yeah it's just so difficult but in the end it's yeah you kind of you pick i used to picture like a light and then mm. As you get better and better at it, it's just nothing. Like, nothing's yeah. there. Five minutes of bliss. Like, it's pretty good. Because yeah. entry-level, like, meditation is transcendental med- meditation. You, know, uh, you just have, like, a mantra over and over. Guided. And, and yeah, like a guided yeah. meditation. Like yeah, you're doing yoga or yeah. something. Mm. That's entry-level. I think that when you get to where you're yeah. at, that's like, like trying to picture nothing. I can't picture that. It's bloody hard, especially yeah. when you get a lot of things on your mind. <laughs> I found it helps because I do it before. Because in the mornings, I don't know, I wake up – when I am working, I have mm. to like wake up at different times. It's not like I don't, I don't start at seven yeah. or every day. You know what I mean? Like sometimes I'm here, there, but I wake up different times. So I found it helps different before I go to bed. But they reckon that's when your mind is racing the most, kind of thing. Mm. Right? Ever since I kind of like dialed it in a little bit, I found it like I get so much of a bit of a sleep at night, like mm. because your mind's not just going blah, 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 with everything about today. It was just like. Trying yeah. to look at the back of your eyes. So did you do it before bed, Perry? I do it before bed. I actually... Like um, in bed? Like before you go to sleep? No. So, well, I don't like lie down or anything. I'll sit on the end of my bed and do yeah. it. Or like I'll sit down in the corner. I have a little meditation station in our house, which is actually like it's been quite nice. I haven't used it lately. But um, yeah, I find if I get into bed, no, I just want to go to sleep. So you oh, kind of okay. got to put that away from oh, you. Okay. And uh, I've been having some uh, mushroom tinctures. I don't know if you've heard of them, but I've had these mushies before to go, go to bed too and they're pretty good. <laughs> Well, like yeah. carbonara. Yeah, like. no, oh, <laughs> some form. No, no, no. So, well, um, like psilocybin or something. <laughs> I don't know. What? No, so these things are called life cycles. Oh, like the life, like turkey tail. Well, the turkey tail, yeah. Lion's mane. Holy shit. They yeah, have, right. like, transformed my mm. sleep. I say to Lewis, or I say to anyone, you know, if you are if you can't sleep, you have these things and you yeah. have the wildest dreams and you don't yeah. wake up until, like, you need to wake up. Like, it's just the deepest, most vivid sleep. Of your whole life, so I highly recommend if anyone's like can't sleep. Have you had it, Lewis? No, no, I haven't had it. No, he's no. a country boy. He just has rum. Oh, no. Rum, <laughs> yeah, rum yeah, before bed. Rum before bed. That's it. Yeah, yeah. A quick bottle of rum and I'm out. You're a real man. Yeah, that's right. No, <laughs> no I haven't had the mushies yet. Um, see how we go. Yeah, right. What about breath work? Do you do any breath work? I do do breath work. I going on with Grigsy. He uh, put me on to oh. What's it called? What's the what's the Ice Man Wim called? Wim Hof. Wim Hof. Thank you. Uh, Wim Hof. 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 Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that was pretty cool too. Doing the the whole cold challenge, getting into the cold shower, and then the deep breathing and stuff. So that's yeah. also helped. And just in high pressure situations like competition again, that I do like a round of meditation, and then I'll do a round of breathing, like big deep breaths, and really calm myself down. Mm. And that way, like you're not so hype. Obviously, you need the nerves and stuff. That's what yeah. helps you. But yeah. to some level, you don't want to be like 
born off your rocker, you know. Yeah, watching the Australian Open that happened, the tennis, um, you see all the players go back when they sit there and they just do their five minutes just breathing and just, like, focusing and stuff. Normally they're stretching, but now all of them are, like, just trying to just take that moment to take it in, especially when they're rolling into their last set mm. and they've got to focus so they can close the game out. It's, it's worth it, isn't it's, it? It's, bro, it's, how crazy is it, like, in these last few years, last ten years, say, how everything's changed. Like, it's so about being here, being present, being in the now. Getting fatter. Like, <laughs> no, yeah. Embracing the body. Yeah. No, but, like, in, in sports and competition, like, everything used to be, even footy now, like, it used to be, no, you got to be aggro. Like, you got to be... You got to be mad to win. You got to be crazy. You got to be, you know, you got to be psyched up. You got to be amped. Now it's just like, no, you're gonna need to slow down, take it all in, view it for what it really is, mm. and go from there. Play it, play it, play by play. Yeah, but like what Perry's saying, there's got to be a balance. You know, you got oh, yeah. that aggression and like anxious energy mm. and that calmness to be able to make the right decision at the right time. There you go. That's it. <laughs> there we go. One on one. I think well, we just sorted life out then. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Uh, so uh, tell us a bit about your upbringing. Where are you from? Where did you grow up? All that kind of stuff. Mm, so I'm actually from a place called Toronto or Toronto. Oh, um, oh the Toronto with CH at the start. Yep, that's Toronto. it. Toronto. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, little, a nice town, Cold Point, Toronto. Uh, that's where I met uh, remo- my roommate, Louie. And yeah, I grew up there with uh, my mum and dad and my brother, and only recently I have moved to Redhead after coming back from travelling and stuff. And I, you know, Toronto's oh, maybe 35 minutes to the beach. So I'm mm. like, if I'm training and stuff, I'm going to the beach twice, going surf in the morning and then coming back home, having lunch. And then I'm going back out to Kite and the Arvo. So, you know, two hours travel sometimes with school zones is just not okay. So that's when I moved, made the move to Redhead. And yeah, I haven't looked back since. I don't think I'll ever move back. It's just so good being like that close to the beach, and Redhead's yeah. kind of a nice place where it's not so, you know, in the heart of everything. It's a bit out of the way. There's still nice people, but it's closer to like Swansea and Belmont and down the coast and stuff. Where that's where I kite and surf mm. usually anyway. So, so geographically, Redhead's probably the prime spot to be for kiting. No, well, yeah, I'm, yeah, I don't really want to say like, oh, yeah. the best spot because <laughs> <laughs> I think you just did. Nah, <laughs> no, redhead, that's it. Swansea. Keep them out away, keep them away from us, redhead. <laughs> no, well, you, you can imagine like you guys surf, yeah. right? When it surf yeah, gets cool. crowded, there's nothing worse than no. a crowded lineup. When the kiting lineup gets crowded, that is just a shit fight. Like you can imagine surfers and then kiters and things are getting tangled and people are getting in the way and it's just dangerous and it's it's not fun. And there's a lot of kooks uh, kiting, so you don't want to be in their way. There's this one guy, he's actually a family friend, Chip. He uh, gets shout in out my Chip. Wa- <laughs> shout out to Chip. He gets in my way every single time. We have a, a little bit of a joke running, but it's just there's nothing worse. Sorry, Chip. <laughs> so you did you where was your high school around Toronto High Toronto High Toronto High yep uh, Cold Point Primary Toronto High and then pretty much as soon as I finished school I went to uni uh, I lasted three weeks and then I quit and I was like I don't want to do this it's not for me and I went and did a season down the snow that changed my life and I recommend anyone mm. that Jindy? doesn't no Charlotte's Pass oh. so I was living on the snow that's where we we used to go there like family holiday and stuff every now and then. Um, and yeah, I just whimmed it, got a, got a job there. Um, before that I went to, I won a trip to Namotu, which is, uh, 
pretty much an island off cloud break in Fiji. Oh, yeah. That was insane. And then, yeah, we did the season at the snow and that kind of just transformed what I wanted to do. You know, everyone like finishes school and they're like, oh, yeah, like I'm going to go to uni. Mm. I'm going to get a job. I don't really know what I'm going to do, but I'm just going to get a job. And what I'm never like that kind of person. Yeah. I'm so blessed to have been brought up with my mum and dad saying like, you know, just go and travel, like do all the things you want to do first and then worry about the money and all that kind mm. of stuff later. Um, so, yeah, I was blessed with that. And then after the snow, I was like, oh, I'm in love with seasonal work. Everyone here has the same mentality. Like everyone just wants to party and like yeah (laughs) everyone just wants to do their own thing and like obviously sports like the the forefront of things but behind there's good parties there's good vibes everything's like happening so I finished at Charlotte's and I went to an island called Lord Howe Island yeah yeah off port off Port Macquarie oh it's like Jurassic Park out there that is the most beautiful island (laughs) ever it's literally you fly in you're like holy shit it's Jurassic Park like you come in there's two big mountains on the sides Jones used to live just off out of port at uh, Sawtell. <laughs> People say that. I was in your way. I was in port. Like, it's like two hours away from where I'm from. No, 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 have, you been to, have you been to Lord Howe? Nah, it's off the coast, man. Like, fucking, you've got to fly there from Sydney. Mm. Oh, no so you can't get boats there. You've nah. got to fly. Well, there is one barge. It yep. takes two weeks, so unless you're yeah. in for the long oh, haul. Hey. you got to order your like, shop in two weeks out. For oh, the oh, so it's no worse than getting to the manse. <laughs> yeah, it probably is, actually. And bloody probably a bit more expensive too. There's like 300 locals on the island. So you're there for th- – well, I was there for three months and you're mm. like, I've had enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's like cabin fever. You know, everyone knows everyone's stuff and it's mm. just like oh, – Just getting pested by the same blokes <laughs> day in, day out. They know you've got nowhere to go. <laughs> you do something I'll wear it down, boys. <laughs> you're never leaving this island. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny what you were saying before about school, how you went to uni. I think – People put so much pressure on themselves, especially mm. school kids. Just oh, they got to do so good in the HSC to get into a good uni. It's like fucking take a year off. Yeah, you know, do some travel. Go be a fucking what are they called? The horses? Jockey? Jockey? <laughs> 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 yeah, shrink and be a jockey. Farrier? No, a or a jackaroo or something. Go and get a bit of life experience in you before yeah, you well, just like. You I'm 17. I want to be a lawyer and just dive into yeah. it. You know, it's going to be a thing of the past soon, bro. Because like mm. you can pretty much learn everything on YouTube now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, brain surgery. <laughs> <laughs> I got you sorted. Yeah, Simples. <laughs> so you grew up surfing mainly, or was kiting like your main yeah, discipline? Yeah. So I've grown up surfing. Um, we lived on the lake in Cole Point, so always behind the boat, surfing, wakeboarding, all that kind of stuff. But you know, every weekend, even during the week after school or before school, sometimes uh, Dad and Mum would take us to the beach and we'd be surfing. So I've been surfing since I was like six, uh, maybe five or six. Dad's always. There's a yeah. Above my mic. <laughs> Got it. That's dedication oh, from your parents. To get you out, out to the water and back to school before nine. Yeah. Well, I remember one birthday I was in year eight and um, I was right into surfing at that point. I always have been. Yeah. But um, I remember I was like, what, they were, what do you want to do for your birthday? I'm like, I want to go. So I'm trying to hire where the earliest school in Lake Macquarie that starts because all the buses have to be back for the other schools. So we started at 8 a.m. So we we're up at like 5.30 going to like Dudley. I was like, Mum, Dad, all I want to do is I want to go to Dudley for a surf and then I want to go to Whitebridge and get a milkshake and a pie and head back to school. So I did that on my birthday. I remember my hair was wet and everything in sports uniform. Everyone's like, oh, where have you been? I'm like, oh, just surfing. It's like out Toronto. So no one does that in Toronto. Oh, yeah. No one surfs. Everyone's bush pigs out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Sorry, I do love my Toronto friends. But yeah, it, that was a real struggle actually growing up. 
um, being a surfer, especially with my family, like the only people I surf with is my brother and my dad. Yeah. And none of my friends want to oh. surf. All the girls and Poor all the you. <laughs> no, but you, you go, that's why, like I struggle to go in town and surf because everyone's got their crew and like their like friends and stuff. And I'm like, oh, I'm going by myself. I can't even like Pessa Lewis in to come with me sometimes. Coward. Absolute dog. No, I can't go surfing because I just snapped two boards in three weeks. So literally, <laughs> you, one of you boys got a board for me. That fucking story. I'm not giving you a board after that. So if you know any cheap boards going around, boys, yeah, no. <laughs> well, you know our old sponsor, uh, Steel Lewis Designs. You can um, hit him for up the for the best custom board. boards, mate. Hit him up. Stickers on the wall. You got the details. Beauty. Yeah, hit him up. So, what was the transition from surfing into kite surfing like? So, uh, for those that don't know what kite surfing is, it's a wind sport. Uh, pretty rare in Australia, but over in Europe, it's huge. Everywhere mm. else in the world, like uh, Hawaii, everywhere, it's massive. Um, wind surfing kind of came first, and that's it. Looks like a sailboat. You know how there's like a like there's a massive board, like a, yeah. a long board, and then there's this big like yacht kind of sail in yeah. the middle of the board. So wind surfing was kind of around way before kiting, and then in the nine like late 90s, yeah. 9901, kiting came around. It was invented in Hawaii and Dad got into that and yeah. I just remember growing up watching him do it and it was pretty gnarly back in the day. Like they just had the most crazy systems, like no safety, nothing. It was like pretty hectic and I just remember like, yes, I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing people get skull dragged down the beach. I have a fond memory of my mum getting skull dragged down the beach. <laughs> I've seen this first day a few, <laughs> a few times. Yeah. Eh? Like. And it's. <laughs> I saw my mum get skull dragged in the beach. She doesn't even surf. I'm only joking, everyone. You should have chalked me some up yeah. for a Friday fuckery. Wasn't it? <laughs> uh, sorry, yeah. I can't help myself no, sometimes. No, yeah, but that's the thing. You know, I just you know, it's it's a bit different. I credit it because I always like I look at the people in town I'm like I wish I moved into town I wish I like yeah. grew up in town right next to the beach but I dad said to me like probably a couple of months ago I was saying that because we were supposed to move when I was in my senior year never happened and he was like you know what if you had moved into town at that age you wouldn't be a kiter you'd be a surfer yeah. and I'm so glad that like I grew up as a kiter because there's a it's a minority and to be a professional sports peop- like person in, you know, surfing, tennis, cricket, whatever it be, it's so hard. Like, you've got to make the mark. It's just like, mm. you know, it's next to none. And kiting doesn't have that popularity yet. It's still only like 20 years old. So, yeah. And yeah. when all the when it just the conditions are bad for surfing, it's like, boom. Yeah, it's like the there's, almost, there's almost no stigma. Oh. Like, there's no, almost no stigma is like between bodyboarders and surfers and mm. stuff because. As soon as it's suddenly and fucking blown out and shit, no one wants to surf. And all you see is all the kites coming out. <laughs> like, look at these That's swappers. the thing. Yeah, there's a misconception that um, kiting is not surfing. That's not true. Like, there's obviously mm. different disciplines of kite surfing. There's, like, freestyle, which is, like, wakeboarding style. There's surf, which is what I do. There's, like, big air. But people, like, for the surfers, like us, usually everyone in Newcastle is a surfer. Um, there's a misconception that kiting takes away from surfing. They're like, oh, no, surfers aren't going to do that because it's kiting. It's not true. Like you surf in the morning when it's clear and it's great and it's like clean as and then by like three o'clock when the nor'easter comes and it like fucks up all the surf and Mm. it's just way too windy, that's when you get your kite out and you just rip it up, 
you're doing circles around the surface. Like, why are you sitting in this stupid, like, windy wave shit that's just horrible? I, like, Lewis right over there. I can't stand surfing in the wind. <laughs> I don't know how people do it. There's nothing worse. You're just getting face full of water the whole time. You want to go? Nah, I'm like, oh, that's surfing out. That shit is fucking rubbish. Here <laughs> <laughs> come these guys down the beach charging it. I watched that um, documentary because I knew you were coming to court. Upwind, have you seen it? It's like a kite surfing doco about how it all started in Maui oh, and stuff. Oh, okay, yeah. Have you ever seen it? Pretty wild. These Maybe. guys are just Maybe. like... Maybe? She's being sarcastic. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Docos, but maybe not. That's probably one of the like the beginning ones. Yeah, my, the footage um, looked quite old. Yes, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Now nah, Maui is probably the birth sport with the birthplace of all wind sports. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah. My main sponsor is actually probably one of the like the biggest pioneers for wind sports. So how how long have you been strictly gliding? Yeah, well, actually, not not strictly pursuing. You probably yeah pursuing. How long have you professionally been on it? Um, professionally. This is my second year – no, sorry, this is my third year on the world tour. Uh, a year before that I was, you know, pr- probably taking it pretty seriously, you know, trying to qualify, qualify, getting doing more events and stuff. And before that I was just, like, you know, having fun. But I've had a sponsor since I was 14, so – Oh, yep. Yeah, they've kind of chopped and changed a little bit with my sponsors. But, um, yeah, 14 was when I was like, oh, yeah, I know, like, I've – actually got a bit of skill behind me because there's people approaching me on the beach and that might be just because I'm a girl but it was happening and before that I think I learned when I was 12 I think so yeah I've been I've been kiting for a while but professionally three years and how, was say. it was it hard to learn without getting your shoulders ripped out of socket nah. <laughs> so you have a harness on which is like mm. goes around your waist everyone's like oh you must be so strong because you you got to hold this thing down nah it's all like tied to you, so you hold by your waist, and then your arms. You don't even need to touch like the handlebars. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can just. It's all in your legs and stuff. But I, I probably I can't remember, but I'd say I was getting skull dragged down the beach like my mum uh, at twelve. <laughs> <laughs> but now I can hold it down, so uh, yeah, we're we're good now. But yeah, it is. That's what probably like scares a lot of people off. They're like, oh, I'm gonna blow away. Like, <laughs> oh, no, no. People <laughs> get dragged up over the road and shit. I've seen uh, a few people like you know, is it what? So there's hang gliding and all that because mm. I live at the top of the at cliff, right? Mm. All the people go there hang gliding and stuff. And I've seen some in wind sports. Just oh, I don't know. I'm a little bit sus on them because this follow <laughs> like I've seen heaps of things go wrong just staying where I stay. Mm. But then I saw this one bloke. <laughs> like he almost got blue. Like he landed and he was sweet and he was like ready to pack it up. And then like this gust just came and grabbed him and like hooked him and almost put him into the power lines. Oh fuck! Yeah. And I was like, holy shit! <laughs> Yeah, and you can't do anything for him. Like it's the wind, man. <laughs> hey, man, stop blowing for a sec. Like, it's, it's, I don't know. Like I feel like yeah. you're at the mercy of. Well, that's the thing. It's like extreme sport. It's not. Yeah, it's not know. for the faint-hearted. It does take when you're learning. It it hurts. I can remember learning. It's just like everything hurts because you're getting pulled in all different directions. And every now and then you do get into a bit of trouble. But there's a lot of safety nowadays. There's heaps of safety protocols and, like, that's mm. the first thing you learn. You pretty much spend your first lesson learning about the safety. You can always detach from the kite. So if you get, like, flung up 40 foot in the air, you can always eject and you might fall down to the bottom, but at mm. least you're not attached to the thing that's going to, like, skull drag you across the water or throw you into the power lines or across the road or into a <laughs> building or into a tree, which does happen. You look up the videos, it's, they're mm. quite funny to us. Yeah, but yeah. To everyone else, they're like, holy <laughs> <laughs> shit. But yeah. It's a uh, it's a good sport. It's fun, and if you're sick of surfing in uh, shitty windy waves, then I'd give it a go. Well, crowd your lineup. 
Uh, well, <laughs> just I just haven't stay out of Reddit. <laughs> so, so tell you, us. Oh, you go. No, you go, go, go. Right. Have you had any injuries doing it? <laughs> I was going to say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, and in this, oh, now you've said the thing I watch is, oh, they call them kite mares. Is this still a... A kite mare. A, chair? Yes. a, a term? Kite mare? Probably, I didn't injure me. The scariest thing that's ever happened, I was kiting in Vietnam when I was maybe like 15, 14. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we all did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, in Vietnam, there's like a heap of uh, boat boys, like crab pots, all the, like the, the lines in the water. Yeah. I remember crashing my kite once and um, getting like sunk. Like I was just the the rope was pulling me underwater, so I was pretty much like it was pulling me straight pulling underwater oh, because fuck. I was tangled up with all the lines. I like couldn't eject. So I remember like this little Vietnamese boy like earning his keep. He came out and got the scissors and he was chopping away. But that was probably the scariest like thing I've ever like done to myself. Other than that, yeah, I get like hit and dragged and punched and so dragged over reef and. When you say you were getting dragged underwater, was that obviously by your kite? No. So because there's like an anchor with like a, a rope, it was wrapped around me. And when you have the kite, it's pulling you in one direction because the wind's blowing it that way. And then the buoy is stationary under the water. So it's pulling you the other way. So then eventually like it just like it digs you down. And you just go deeper yeah. and deeper and deeper. Holy fuck. <coughs> that was pretty the, scary. What was your thought process when that was all happening? Get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, someone. Get Did the you do scissors. the old, like, uh, all right, just relax yeah. and fight every natural thing there is in my body, or did you go straight to panic? Nah, oh, I don't know. I was 14. I can't really remember back that far. But yeah, I think it was definitely scary. It's one of my scariest moments. But I've had way worse crashes. Like, I've done my knees, I've done yes. my shoulder. Yeah. I've got uh, weak knees. I had men- two meniscus issues right before my comp, actually. Um, and that was pretty rough. I've only recently just been up at uh, Queensland and I did a back roll, which is like this freestyle thing. I never do freestyle. We'll never do freestyle again because the first back roll I did, need myself in the face, <laughs> massive black eye. Like I was on a shoot, like we were on photo shooting. First thing I did and I've just like absolutely messed it up for the whole photo shoot. Yeah, I'll give freestyle a go. Yeah, beauty, injury. <laughs> So you've had surgery on your knees and shoulders and stuff, or no? Luckily, I keep like my. I've got, I did my rotator cuff when I was in Spain, and the only thing that hurts that is paddling for surfing. And because I surf quite a lot, it's just really giving me some grief at the moment. So I'm trying not to surf, but the surf's been pretty good this last week. So it's hard. Well, do you think there's something floating around in there? I don't know. I really don't know because it's been lingering for like this yeah. is two years now. Oh. But they can't find anything, so it's just like whether it's a flexibility issue. I'm not sure, but. Yeah, it sucks. Do you have, do you have an S&C that sort of looks at stuff like that? Like a strength and conditioning coach? Yeah, yeah. I say physio and um, every now and then, like, get, I get the massages and stuff as well. But there's only so much you can do. Like, you know, you can go and get your MRIs and your X-rays and stuff. But if they can't see anything, like, they can't just go in and open it up and everything. So mm. it's not that big of an issue until I really can't move my arm. Then, yeah, it's fine for now. Yeah, so you touched on, like, when you injured yourself in Spain. Like, what other, like, places have you been around the world with kite surfing? Um, so the world tour leg is pretty much predominantly through Europe, Africa, Brazil. Um, so starts off in Europe. We go to Germany, Spain. Um, this year is in Denmark, and then over to Mauritius. Mauritius is probably the, one of the best wave spots for kite surfing in the whole world, other than like Cloud Break or mm. Morocco, maybe. 
Um, so yeah, I spent two months there and then off to Morocco for a month. That was pretty sick, but there's nothing in Morocco. So you get pretty bored if there's no waves. And then uh, where else have I been? Oh, uh, last year where I uh, did pretty well, actually, I went to Cabo Verde, which is an island in between the Canary Islands and Europe. So it's like an African island. Oh, yeah. That was amazing. That's probably like a lot of the people on tours, they are from Cabo Verde. So. Oh, really? Have you yeah. been to the Canaries? No, that's on the tour schedule this year. Oh, so, really? yeah, I'm really excited. If that goes ahead, I'm super keen. And for your wor- the <coughs> sorry, for the world leg, is that all still a go ahead, same as WSL or is it kind of It's on it's to be confirmed. They've got this uh, the events in schedule, but yeah, it's it's so hard. I mean, they're trying the best, but they don't even really know. So, I think until like there's the dates, the first one's end of May. In Morocco, so I think they'll wait until like a month before, and if it looks good, they'll put it on. If it doesn't, they've got to can it because you know Europe's way worse than Australia. And luckily, with the WSL, they bring it to Australia mm. where we don't have that luxury. What's uh, so what, what will go on with that? Will that just go? Will the tour be on pause for a year? Could they do like what the surfing are doing and just do it in one country strictly or? Yeah, they could. They can do little mini. Have um, they spoken to you or events? We have talked. Yeah. Um, just everyone that we've got a group chat and we just send messages and they're like, yeah, we're doing the best we can. But really, like, kiting's not that big. It's not It's not like the WSL. We're quite a minority compared to them. So, yeah, there's not that much push for it. But um, there's events like Big Air for different disciplines, Big Air in um, Cape Town and uh, through the Netherlands and stuff. They're going ahead because they're just, like, single events. But for the world tour as much, it's just, yeah, it's a bit hard. So you're in Germany. You said, mm. well, where, do you, where do you call it there? It's always um, landlocked. There's a an uh, island called it's called, it looks like Silt S Y L T but it's called Zut. Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> Zut. Yeah, that's um right up in the North Sea, I think it is, and it's freezing. I remember getting yeah. a six mil wetty for it. It was just six mils. Yep, with the hood and the gloves and everything. Didn't end up being that cold, but um, yeah, that that's a massive wind sports destination for windsurfing. There's a massive World um, Cup event for windsurfing and stuff over there. So that was pretty cool. That was actually my first event ever on the world tour, and I grabbed fourth. So that was oh, that's cool. that was a yeah, pretty awesome spot for me. Um, not the best waves though. No, nah. like we're all quite surfers. We are looking for the exact same conditions as surfers are. You know, right. yeah, we want okay. like clean waves, uh, cross on, cross off wind. Looking for a section just to. Really fucking jamming. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Like, uh, yeah, we don't we don't want shitty waves. We want the best waves possible. So if we can get that, then yeah, that's we go all for it. That's why Mauritius is so good because it's on a reef. It's gnarly when you like wash up. I've got scars all over my legs. Mm. Like everything's just it's pretty hectic. But you know, you do that for the waves. I guess if you love have the you, waves, you love the waves. Have you lost your kite? Yeah. Like this bucket. I'm Multiple times in Mauritius. It's like. This reef right out like far and often the wind drops out oh. and then it changes direction and goes completely offshore. So if you are out in this like reef, which is maybe a... Oh. Can I ask where, where you serve? Because I've actually got family from Mauritius. Um, so whereabouts is it out of? It's Le Mans. That's the main uh, break, like One Eye, Tamarin. It's on the south. Oh, I know what Tamarin is. Tamarin. Tamarin is the most localised surf break ever. You can't go there and surf without mm. someone to tell you to fuck off and get out of the water. Like, it's ridiculously hard. So, I mean, but awesome way, but the people there mm. in the surf, no good. No good. It's just no good. <laughs> like Stick to surfing leggy point. <laughs> <laughs> leggy point. So you lost your kite? 
lost my kite, yeah, and then you just have to, it's called a self-rescue, so you have to like, you know, roll it up and swim in and... I oh, guess. so you didn't actually lose it, lose it. You were in the water. No, I've never it. lost my kite. I actually, down in Jaroa, not so long ago, we had state titles and uh, I had to rescue someone's kite. It just, like, fully ejected out of, the, like, their setup, and I just had to chase after it and hold on to it. And then bring it back for them? Bring it back but for them. Fly two kites back or you just drag it? No, I was, like, flying my own kite and holding theirs um, behind me going with the wind. That's pretty difficult in itself, but... Um, yeah. At least you don't want a kite to go away. They're, they're expensive. So yeah, if right. you lose that, there's a lot of money gone. How expensive? Uh, these days, um, you can get a setup for um, a new setup. I'm going to say a kite's anywhere from 1500 to two and a half a kite. Just a kite. And a bar. And then obviously you can use a surfboard, but there's quite specific surfboards that got a bit more um, oomph in them because oh, yeah. obviously you jump in waves and stuff so yeah. it can break pretty easily if you take a, a factory board out that's gonna things gonna snap in like an instant mm. so you don't want that um and then you need your harness obviously they're all separate um but probably if you're wanting to get into it like a second hand setup you could get for oh easily a grand 1500 are, probably. There, mm. are there many brands that cro- like uh, cross hop or is there just surfing cardboard what do you mean? Like, is like where you can get different gear for both. Like, could you get a go and get a uh, a JS mm. kiteboarding board? No. So surfing. Oh, actually, Firewire. Um, they don't do it anymore. But maybe three or four years ago, they used to do kite construction surfboards. Mm. Um, which just means they're like they double um depth and stuff. They've got like a lot more strength in them. Mm-hmm. They don't make them anymore because obviously they weren't selling and kiting. Brands have their own specific um, kite boards and stuff. So I find that so funny because it's like a shade of grey. Like, there's not much separating them really. Like you, that's why a lot of people do. Close. But yeah. then when I was when I was checking out your Instagram, I saw your sponsors and stuff. I was like, I don't recognise one of those brands whatsoever. Mm. Like not even, never even seen them. Like, I don't think it's a bastardisation of surfing. I think the when it sort of come about, it was from like. Um, wakeboarding and stuff So it sort of come from a different origin So mm, it wasn't okay. like a transition from surfing into kite surfing The kites sort of yeah. went into the ocean and started surfing So yeah, they got their right. own sort of yeah. path okay. other than Makes surfing yeah. But like trying to approach like sponsors and stuff You know, so we are surfers in the end We are mm. still like a surf brand and a part of surfing But no one's interested Like it's so hard from like my point of view to get those bigger brands or you know anyone in the surf industry it's just so difficult because you know they're like oh you're a kiter like i like know rippy sponsorships from like for like weddies and all that kind of stuff or mm. no i got one mate uh he's world champ freestyle he has rip curl sponsorship because he's from torquay um that's the only person i know really yeah everyone else they've got like we have um wetsuit brands i've got a wetsuit sponsor oh, okay um and they do harnesses bags all that kind of stuff but still like that's not the only part of a surf brand. Like, there's clothes, everything, apparel, like, everything. There's so much of a surf brand and they're just not interested in kites. Yeah. Like, even, like, oh. It's funny that, eh? Because it's just, like, it's another avenue you just be making more money. But That's what mm. I say. You can market. That's a completely new market that you yeah. can get to and not, not interested. I just think it's just such a difficult thing to pick up. And then the, the price range, too, sort of pricing people out from starting starting out in kite surfing, too. You're saying, like, a second-hand setup's a thousand. You can pick up a surfboard from a mate's backyard and go and swim around. You know what I mean? Yeah, but the, I don't know. The, uh, you are right, but then at the same time, like, there's not in surfing. There's not a lot of difference between like when you're saying brand new boards between a, like a Grom board or, a, mm. or an adult board. Like they're all, they're all around that eight hundred, six, 
thousand dollar mark. Yeah, but to sponsor someone, you need to see a return on your investment. Yeah, yeah, and if right. there's not many eyes on your investment, you're not going to get a return from people buying your product. True. And I think the price of it and how difficult it is to take it up yeah, sort right. of prices people out and turns people off kiting because it's so fucking hard. Am I well, right or not? It only takes, I reckon, 12 hours. You're loving it. Where are we? He, he just, look, yeah. look at his tattoos and stuff. You don't think he's going to be smart, eh? <laughs> <laughs> takes about 12 hours to learn but i mean everyone has their poison like people drop 12 hours to learn 12 hours three that's lessons it. yep one day at work that's it <laughs> three lessons yeah, 12 years learn how to surf <laughs> oh my god it is so much easier to progress really? in kiting than it is to surf i've been surfing my whole life i'm still a shit surfer is but i'm like kiting comparison to like snowboarding and skiing kind of thing like you could pick snowboarding up like that yeah but Skiing is snowboarding pretty it's pretty exact same to snowboarding even like the way you put position your body and stuff it's exact same in that documentary i was watching the guy was saying there's like a paradox that in kiting the younger people just develop so much quicker and like the world champions are quite young but in surfing it takes you so long to get to your peak that you're actually like closing in on your 30s by the time you win a title and all the young guys in kiting they're winning when they're 15 16 oh, 17 yeah like 25 is old yeah. There's one at the freestyle world champ, Mika. She is three time world champ, I think, and she's just turned 15. Yeah, right. So, so. Fuck me. It's, it's, yeah, that, well, my actual, Maddie Griggs, he was like, well, have you ever thought about getting into surfing? Like, you know, I'm, what, 21 now. I could ha- give kiting another five years or something. And then, like, there's not really any point because there's all these young guns coming in. Yeah. They're amazing. Whereas if I start, like, training for surfing and stuff, like, I love surfing, I could maybe make the tour or maybe I could like do pretty well in like the qualifying series or something by the time I'm 26 you know like it's just mm. there's different age brackets so. are there any athletes that cross over from surfing like that are quite high competitors in both surfing and in kite surfing at the moment a couple of Brazilians yeah, yeah. Um, but other than that not really because I think well for me especially like I surf for enjoyment like I love it I don't want to make that a profession where I'm like you know stressing about two things have overall. you thought about it though I've thought about you it, thought yeah. About that, you? There's a lot more money in surfing than there is kiting. That's for sure. Is that frustrating? Oh, don't even get me started. <laughs> it's so frustrating. I was only listening to, I think it was Jacko's um, podcast this morning, and he was like, yeah, like I got 10K from Portugal or wherever he went. And I just like laughed. I was like, oh my Shout God. Shout out back. Shout out Jacko quickly. <laughs> killing it, actually. Killing it. Killing at the it. Moment. Yep. Um, he's really put his best foot forward for. The Merriweather leg, the wild card entry. But anyway, continue. Anyway, I, uh, yeah, I, I remember I came second in Cab Verde and I got two and a half thousand euros. That equates to about four grand. And that's for second in the whole world. Fuck. So uh, 10 grand would be nice. Um, mm. But yeah, it's, there's no money in it, which is, it sucks because it's so new, but it is, it's getting better. But yeah, it's, it's very frustrating. But you know what they say? When you are doing something for the money, it's not the same as doing it for the love. So. Waving at yourself. Oh, no, yeah. Hey, guys. I'm so hot. It's so hot in here. What's the fuck's going with these fruit flies? Where have they come out of? I don't know, bro. So, recently I seen you were in um, Melbourne. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What was that? That was was for for nationals or something? For nationals, yeah. Um, In Torquay. Mm. Spent a week down there. Uh, Was happy to take the home the win, but uh, I got pretty stitched up when I got home. Yeah, it turned out to be a bit longer than a week. Uh, do you want to just tell us what happened there? Yeah, so I went uh, during – when I first flew to um, Torquay, it was all good, you know, COVID-wise. Um, there was nothing really bad going on. And then the second day I was there, they had one case. 
like, oh, God, like, here we go. Started having to wear masks. And from, like, Newey, we never wore masks. So I'm over there, like, forgetting my mask and I'm getting ridiculed on the bus and everyone's like, what are you doing? But um, you kind of got used to that. And then down to okay, they don't really care anyway. So we were just, like, going with our own thing. Spent the week, got the win, came back to the airport, went about my business, went back to work uh, for two days, got home on the Tuesday the 9th. Uh, and then on Friday, I come home from work and I'm about to go on a shoot, actually go kiting, go for shooting. And uh, I was just about to leave my house and I get this message because my phone died. And I'm like, who's this from? And I open it up and it's like, this is New South Wales Health. Uh, oh, you right, are a close yes. contact. <laughs> I'm like, fuck oh, off. Oh, so I didn't know it was up here when you got the message. I didn't know it was up here. I thought you must have still been down no, there No, no. So I was like, yeah, I'm in the clear, whatever. I knew that, like, uh, Melbourne was having to go in a five-day lockdown. I'm like, oh, thank God I'm out of there. Like, this is so good. And uh, it just happens to be the close case was uh, in Terminal 4 on the exact hour that I was there. Skitting. Oh, I've <laughs> never been so angry in my life. I was I didn't know whether to cry or laugh. I was just like, this is a joke. So, yeah, I got stitched up for two weeks, two-week quarantine uh, in my house. But the ridiculous thing was they're like, you can't have any visitors. You're, you're not allowed to leave. You have to – we're all going to message you and whatever. But Lewis, your roommate, um, he's allowed to come and go as he pleases. He's allowed to have anyone over. Like, right, right, right. I'm like, that's bullshit. Like, why? Yeah, it's stupid. It's so arbitrary. Like, in the oh. tennis, they weren't allowed to hand him the towel, but the ball boys are handing him the balls. Yeah. It's like, well, the towel's got COVID and the fucking balls don't. <laughs> <laughs> All that. It's, it's so stupid. All of it. Oh, fuck. So, tell me, what a, so tell me what a 14 days by yourself looks like. Lots and lots and lots of wine. And how did you? <laughs> and just and just pause on that. How, did, how, did, meditation <laughs> how did you feel, Lewis? You like, be. were you sketching out you were going to catch it or like? Oh, I wasn't too worried about that. But when I got, I got a text because I, I was down in Melbourne myself. But I missed. Oh, it. I just missed the because we went to Urban Surf. surf. We went yeah. to Urban Surf. Oh, yeah. I, I was getting busted up on that slab for mm. sure. That was ridiculous. Isn't that what you break um, your board to start off with? I took the nose off, but I'm good at taking the nose off surfboards. Don't worry about that. But I, I got. Uh, I was coming home because I did a bit of a road trip myself, and um, Perry rings me. She's like, "I got some bad news. You know, I have to quarantine." But it meant I couldn't go home until she got a negative result. Oh. So I've, I've got the best part of single cab butte, so I'm literally sitting up <laughs> for two, two or three days straight. I'm living in the front of this single cab butte, sleeping upright just about, you know what I mean? It's an absolute dogfight. Um, Should have rang me, brother. I would have thrown the swag out the front door. Oh, that's, <laughs> right, that's right. We got, we got through it. But, um, yeah, it was, I was supposed coming and going. It didn't really worry me too much. <laughs> yeah. How was Urban Surf, by the way? It was pretty nuts. It's I, loose. So going there for the first time, like I've been looking at it and just been mm. like, oh, I want to go so bad. It's been open for almost the better part of a year now. And then I got there, I'm just like frothing out. We got there, I got there straight after my flight and I went with a mate and he's from Melbourne. So he'd been there like a couple of times. And I went on the uh, advance left and loved it so much, but it roots you. Like it's so hard. You're just paddling nonstop. It's and fresh it's water, you sink. Yeah. Sink more, right? You need epoxy boards yep. and all that kind of shit. And if you come off, then you can't like paddle across. You have to go all the way in and then paddle all the way back out with the, like the rip. But it was so good and I was just frothing out so much. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do another one. So I did one back to back. Oh my God. I like, and then because he left, he wasn't going to wait for me. I had to catch a tram home. I'm like falling asleep on the tram. Like it just absolutely Zonk. does you. That's worth it. Worth the money, I reckon. Especially if like, you know, you're down in Melbourne. What else are you going to do? Right? Well, do you pay per ride? Yeah, uh, so it's a... Per hour, se- isn't it? Per hour. You get a, an hour session, it's 79 bucks. You get about 12 to 15 waves, depends on how many people are in your uh, 
session. It's more than what you're going to get at fucking Merriweather on a Saturday morning. every five minutes, 12 waves every yeah. five minutes. It's crazy. It really does you. Like, you wouldn't think that, like, 15 waves, yeah, whatever, but it, you at the end, you're just, like, gassed. So mm. it, it's a really good experience. So anyway, back to what 14-day uh, quarantine by yourself looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear about this because, like, how do you – what do you fucking do? Like, I've got to make – like, Jacob Pepper, the one of the boys he's been yeah. on in here before, like, he had to do it when he moved back to Indo to start soccer. He was running 5Ks in his room a day for, in a space of – how big this fucking room is. So this room's mm. about four and a half, five metres mm. up and back, doing five Ks mm. out of that. And what, what what did you do to get past? Just You were just drunk the whole time or uh, what yeah. was it going? There's a few nights there. I was uh, – Stare at the wall. Yeah. Uber Eats get a flogging or what? <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't even get Uber Eats out at Redhead. It's bullshit. I can imagine it's been on on hold for ages. Like, you know, you're on hold and you're not just looking in the mirror, just like doing stupid dances and shit. (laughs) Walk around the house. I can imagine it's like for fucking two weeks. Like, oh, when's it going to end? Running in circles around the house. I I remember, like, Lewis wasn't there for a while and I was just like, can you come back? Like, I need a friend. Like, help me. Yeah, Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty rough. But. Luckily, I had a lot of shit that I needed to do on my computer, like edits and stuff. So I kind of got through that. But then after a while, you get bloody over doing that stuff. I was so sick of looking at my phone and my laptop and the TV. I was just like, I need to get out. So I even just like, oh. Go on. Oh, I don't know. Is that illegal to say? Don't do that. Don't incriminate yourself. We don't like to do that. Um, No, but what I will say, they say you can't leave your door, but like out the the back of our house, we have a, a laneway. So I was doing like laps of the laneway. Like surely you can drive, or, like run up your own driveway. So I was yeah. doing that, and I was doing workouts, and yeah, I made, I kept myself busy, cooked a bit, drank a bit more, and. <laughs> you said you're doing your own edits. Do you do all your film editing? Yeah. So um, usually we get people to film us, and sometimes if the project's paid for, the uh, like our sponsors and stuff, they'll get it made. The person that films it and whatnot. Um, but I do a fair bit of vlogging just to keep myself busy. I enjoy it. Um, I travel a lot. I've got, like, I'm not going to say I've got an interesting <laughs> life, but, you know, like I... Oh, it's better than mine. Fucking <laughs> mad. What do you mean? <laughs> uh, so, uh, sorry, I did watch my little vlogs today. And it was, what? I, heard, what I, I watched it? one of your vlogs today. Oh, no. And so one of the guys in the background was like, do you want me to hold it? You're like, no, dickhead. That's the whole point of vlogging. You've got to hold it yourself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is it like talking right. to the phone? <laughs> I cracked up, hey, you want me to hold it? And he was just like, he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> How you going then? <laughs> in the background. It's fucking cold, Yeah, no, um, I do enjoy it. I That was, you should have watched. So um, mid last year, I actually, this quarantine was my first bit of COVID isolation. I completely like fled the country. Well, I didn't fled the country. I fled the state when it started looking pretty bad in New South Wales. I kind of left in uh, May. Went up to the Sunshine Coast and we did shooting and stuff up there and I kind of missed all winter because saw so back in Newcastle, like I was gonna ready to come home and mum and dad were just like, no, don't. It's bullshit. Like it's just everyone's wearing masks and stuff. So I ended up staying up there. Went for three weeks, stayed for four months. Oh, yeah. It was pretty good. And we ended up going up to Whit Sundays and scored a yacht for a week. And that was... Stole it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> we, knew a, uh, we knew a mate that was uh, captaining it. So we went and did a massive trip with like... Drones and cameras and everything, but it was That's all so on our good. own back because yeah. no one could obviously come cool. and fly over and shoot us. Um, so we had a great time for a week and just massive. Oh yeah, it was. <laughs> it was big swell and a bit of drinking as well, and uh, yeah, it was super fun. But 
Hello. There is like 500 gigabytes worth of uh, footage to go through. Yeah. And Lucky I don't know. Lucky two weeks. Oh, yeah. It, it, that was ridiculous. I actually made this vlog like a while ago. It took me three months to make a 12-minute vlog just because like you got it has to be good because all your sponsors are promoting it and stuff. But that was that was fun. I enjoy that. So if you want a good vlog to watch, not the not the Victorian one, but mm. the uh, the Whit Sundays one, that's a that's a good one. I saw the footage on that, and that looks just the water. Like, was that more of a picturesque shots yeah. for the Spono's kind of thing than get good waves because you're just cruising over like crystal yeah. crystal clear water. With the drone following you, and it looked hectic. Mm. Like, it was unreal. It was insane. Whales, turtles, stingrays, sharks. There was everything up there, and it was just so beautiful. Actually, in winter, there's not – It's kiting's more of a summer sport because you mm. want – well, kiting waves Howling anyway. nor'easters. You want howling nor'easters, <laughs> you know, good south swell if there is any left. Um, so, yeah, up there they don't have any of that, especially in the Whitsundays. Like, it's just flat. But um, there's a thing called foiling. I don't know if you guys know mm. what foiling is, but – you can do that on a kite, you can do it on a surfboard. So we were just foiling over like bombies and it was insane, like foiling with whales and stuff. And you can you can make a bit of fun with your time. So it was definitely worth a trip and we got some insane footage from it. You tell people from New South Wales? Sorry? You tell people you're from New South Wales? Yeah. Well, they were like, get away from me, get out COVID of here. pig. No, it's fine. <laughs> Dirty Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> no, the guys who were with, they're actually Victorians. Oh. And they took oh. Their so you're car looking at them up. like dirty Mexicans. Yeah. South Americans. <laughs> they took their car up and they've got the Victorian, not like the plates, <gasps> and everyone's like, looking at them. And we're like, Place we're going to get our sli- like, time Not right now, ain't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Nah. Absolutely ridiculous, but we got through it and they got home. How do you go doing the vlogs when uh, people are around and stuff? I know, like, when, <laughs> I don't know if it's because I'm a bit older than you guys. Like, your generation don't care about talking on the phone no. and all that stuff, but like, when I've got to do it, or mm. like, we've ever had to do it for something like this. I don't do it. Yeah, no, so when I've had to do it, <laughs> I feel like, you know, when sometimes you open up Instagram and like, the, phone, the camera's already like facing <laughs> you like, oh shit, <laughs> what's that? I feel like that's how I look every time I look into the camera and try and talk into it. Like how do you, how are you with that? Are you sweet? Like just from nah, the media and I all that or do you still battle it a bit? Can't do it. I don't know, in that Victorian vlog, mm. the only time I spoke to the camera when I was in a bus station and there was no one around. Like oh, I Three week old Tzatziki and that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Imagine, I could have been sick for days. But no, nah, I can't... Uh, I can't talk to the camera, especially with an audience. I just, like, can't do it. I won't do it to myself. I get too embarrassed. I, s- I see people doing it. I'm like, you're an idiot. Like, put that down. But they oh. get good content, you know, you're going to do it. Uh, some, sometimes I guess you just got to... i got a funny game do you play. When you're driving around, you see it's like a skinny little thing with long hair dancing. You go, crackhead or tween? <laughs> sometimes I'll be a crackhead just fucking scatting at market town. Sometimes I'll be some schoolgirl like... If you want it, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or I just TikToking or <laughs> TikToking or tweaking. Yeah, tweaking. That's it. Well, let's have a segment. Yeah. TikToking or tweaking. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be tweaking. We'll put two photos up, and you got to decipher between which two. No, but so now that you're at the at the pretty much the, the top of the game, not pretty much. Yeah. You are number one and number two. Like, Who is this bitch? Who's number like, one? Yeah. She beat me by half a point. Oh. Inez, I know. I love her, but yeah, that was rough, hey. Yeah, t- how, how, she how Aussie? You, oh, obviously not. No, nah, she's Australia. Portuguese, but she was in Cape Verde. Oh. And uh, I had, yeah, some shit went down in that event, actually, and I probably, like, thanks to it, I wouldn't have gone as, like, good as I went from that. But, yeah. What do you mean? What happened? by half a point. I got mugged. 
Oh, true. Got mugs. So, yeah, don't go overseas and walk by yourself. So, how country. did it go down? Tell us about this. this uh, we're interesting. At, so, there's like a heap of, um, uh, I'm not going to say parties, but before the event actually starts, before the training period starts, everyone's just like, you know, we just want to have a good time, yeah. whatever. Kick on! Kick <laughs> on! And it's Cabo Verde, so they're crazy dancers and everyone loves to party and stuff. And anyway, I wasn't actually having that much to drink that night, thank God, but I was with my Canadian friends and... I was kind of wingmanning them and they were like having a good time and whatnot. And then I was just like, righto, I'm ready to go home. And they backdoored it. And I'm like, oh, God, like, okay, I've got to walk home. And How it, far? Oh, uh, 400 metres. No, okay, not far. Not Fuck far. All. Far enough. So there's a main street um, and we're all on that. And I was just like, you know what, like, it's fine. Everyone knows Cabo Verdeans to be like the friendliest people and they are. Mm. Anyway, I walk out the door and I like walk, trot down the road and whatnot and then next thing I know, I'm like, God, there's someone behind me. Oh. Uh, I just remember, like, looking, like, for a millisecond and this, like, guy just... And you don't want to look too many times, eh? You know, like, you look once, oh, shit. Yeah, I didn't, it was more of, like, a conscience thing. Like, I was like, there's someone behind me. And then as soon as I thought that, like, I just got done, yeah. hey? So that was pretty rough. What do you mean got done? Like, what do you mean? They bashed um, you or they, they like, bashed me. Oh, they bashed yeah, you? They one dude or a couple of... One them? dude. So um, he... Got me from behind and he's like, oh, it's vivid. But he like, like dragged me from my hair and like just dragged me along the ground. I was oh, like, I'm going to get raped or I'm going to get something. Oh. Um, and it was because I had my wallet and I had all cash in my wallet because I was dumb and I just didn't get it out. And did the Turo thing, your Aussie thing, you put your wallet in your back pocket but or something But that's the thing, I should have known. That. Like I've travelled for that long. Anyway, it's just dumb moment. I was obviously just not thinking properly. And uh, I was like, you're not getting my you can have my wallet but you're not getting my phone like i've got so many pictures and whatnot on this fuck off anyway i was just fighting for him and in like hindsight you know i should have just given him my stuff did you take the phone was anyone around or no so he took my phone he was at this point i'm getting dragged across the ground uh, it's funny, like it, for me, it's funny, but people it's look at me and they're like, like oh, "It's hilarious!" I can see you, I can see you laughing, telling the story, and I'm kind of like, "Don't smile," because this is where she'll backflip on you and go, "You think that's funny?" Like, it's not funny. Like, it's no, I think it's just because luckily I had a level head. Anyway, um, yeah, getting dragged across the ground, and I'm like obviously kicking and screaming and whatnot. You know when you hear like screams in the movies, and it's like the most curdling well, yeah. scream. Yeah, like a wretch. I scream a lot, right? But I never knew I was capable of that kind of scream. Like that was just from like the guts and then i'm screaming and then eventually like he's just like let's shut this bitch up so he like had my the top of well he's driving my by my legs at this point like he's swapped from my hair to my legs i'm like you know what i'm, I'm done here like i'm gonna die Fuck, this is terrifying story <laughs> and then um yeah he uh he's like let's shut her up so he like had my head my forehead against the ground and i just remember the last thing i remember is like my head getting bashed against the ground like three times and what? i was not not cold yeah. Fuck! Stop <laughs> laughing! Can you stop fucking laughing? Yeah, it's, re- it's, it's shit. Because I think uh, that's actually it's a good thing to bring up. <laughs> what did you do last night? I got my head bashed in and roll. Please <laughs> stop it. Because we'll get some backlash at this. Like, this poor girl was trying to tell the story and you guys are laughing at her. But, like, no, guys, you don't understand what it's like in here. We're, we're jaw to the fucking hands over she's our face. Laughing. We're not and she's making us laugh. <laughs> no, because that's the good thing. Like, I can laugh about it. And I think like it is good like if it's bringing out like it's just be be conscious and yeah. be safe overseas like you you don't think it's gonna happen to you until it does and you're like oh god okay it can happen but yeah pretty much this was two weeks before well, a week before the competition before so the did, world tour anyway after the head gets bashed on the concrete how does this end 
Um, so I wake up probably like two minutes later or two or three minutes later because there was no one in the street, right? And I wake up and I'm just like hyperventilating and there's like probably like 11 people around me. Like oh, I've got so my shirt off. Uh, um, but it's Locals, yeah, like nice locals, obviously. But um, I've got my shirt off because they're like holding my head. I had to get eight stitches in the back of my head, two in my eye. I had a gnarly, um, what's that thing called when you get knocked out? Concussion. Concussion, thank you. Had a gnarly concussion. Um, but I think the best thing that happened to me was that it was before the competition because I was so focused on the competition. I'm like, yeah, I want to win this. Mm. I'm here to win. Like if I didn't have that, I probably would have just like, you know, gone into deep depression, whatever. But yeah, oh, grateful for that. Something to focus on, like put a fire on your belly. Yeah, it turns yeah. out fucking competitions and everything, well, I could die today. The funny thing was, I, uh, well, I had a mag, like, concussion, and I'm trying to tell, every, like you guys, I'm telling the story, and I'm just, like, laughing about <laughs> it, and everyone's like, that is messed up, and I'm still <laughs> laughing about it, because probably because I'm still concussed, and then I'm just telling the story halfway through, and they're like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, what was I just talking about? Like, off my face. Oh, right. And, um... The, the hospital's pretty gnarly over there too. I just remember getting in there at like 6am in the morning and there's flies in the bin and it's Ugh. just, ugh. Yeah, rank. But then for the rest of the, the two weeks before the competition, I had a mad black eye. So I think that's what gave me the, a bit of an advantage. You know, I'm like, I've got this mad black eye and all the girls are a bit scared. So Intimidation. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's a fucking wild story. Wow, that was a fucking... And you just <laughs> laughed it off like we've been talking about how your day was. What the fuck? Yeah. Nah, it's it's good. It's a good like story to tell, and I probably should be more conscious of like not laughing. It's a serious thing, but I'm. That's why I actually was talking to Matt Griggs, my like coach, and that's what got me into meditation because I think I pushed it so far down. Mm. Like people talk about like losing a family member or whatever, you just kind of with competition, you just push it out of the way and you like focus on something else. So when it's pushed deep, and that's when like the shit happens. Do like you feel it, like you suffer any kind of PTSD from it? No, I actually, for the first time, it's been a year, so it pretty much happened like last week, last year, um, and last week I had a dream about it, and Whoa. that was the first thing that, ha like, I haven't had a dream yeah. or had any, like, thoughts about it at all, so, yeah, through my meditation and stuff, he's like, oh, just revisit it every now and then and, like, fully feel, like, the emotions and stuff of it, and you just need to dig it back up, because if that resurfaces in, like, years and years, and that's going to, like... Obviously, up. it's laying in your subconscious for you to like know mm. that that week's coming up, and if you have a dream about it, it's obviously living in there somewhere. Yeah, it's freaky. It is crazy, but you know that's just goes to show you need to be careful, and uh, it can happen to anyone. So it could happen anywhere too. Like, let me just add that. Like, it could happen yeah. down the road. Honestly, it could road. happen. You don't have down to be in a different country. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It could happen. Like, walk out here. I'm lucky I got Lewis bodyguard. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no funny business with Louis around, eh? <laughs> Big bad boy, they call me. <laughs> well, and then you lost by half a point. And half then I lost by <laughs> half a point. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah. You still got to – so what is, what's the turnaround between having like a traumatic experience like that mm. and then having to just turn around, okay, fuck it, it's game time, when still competing? I think because I had such a good like head on me, I was just like, you know what, it doesn't matter. Like I'm pushing inside and that's – Probably what, like what got me through and everyone's like, at that point, everyone's like, oh yeah, like, you know, she's really strong. And I'm not, like, I've got a strong personality. Like I know I'm Toronto. It's tr it is Toronto, the Toronto ah. in me. It's the Toronto <laughs> in me. Exactly. But yeah, it's just, uh, I think that helped. And then because I was training, you know, in the water every single day, you just kind of, mm. you forget about it. Even though you've got a big black eye and everyone's looking at you like you're a freak. Mm. Um, 
it, you just get past it. And then I'm extremely competitive anyway. So yeah. I'm like, you know, I'm going to like do my best. And at that point, I'm just like, well, I'm here. So I, that the kind of pressure side of things, I think I'm grateful for that because that pressure kind of just left because I'm like, you know what, I'm here. I'm just going to do my best and have fun. And yeah. I obviously did and I did pretty well. Lost by half a point, but, you know, you get that. Yeah, fuck it. So yeah. my last question, you might have some more, but what's the future of kite surfing and what's your future in kite surfing? Hang on, wait, leave that to the end. We've got oh, you got more? We've got a little oh, couple of in-betweeners here. We've got a couple of in-betweeners. Oh, you go. But just uh, so... Fuck, I feel like you wanted to end it then. I'm no, no, no. That's the last thing I've got written down. That's I was just going to say, like, we've... Because you're already so far established in the sport. How do you... Like, what makes you... Keeps you or makes you motivated now? Like you're already one and two. Like what's the, how do how do you keep that drive or what do you what are you chasing really? Um, like progression of the sport of you or of yourself? Yeah, progression of the sport. So wave riding it can go so much further. Like I don't know if you've seen, but there's boys and there's girls. Heaps of waves going around. There's ways like people are chasing chopes and like jaws mm. and stuff, and they're getting absolutely pitted. But it's on a kite. Mm. And I really want to push that side of things. And the girls are great and the girls are doing so amazing. But I don't strive to be a good girl. I strive to be a good kiter. So, mm. like, if I want to be the best, I've got to be, like, on top with the boys. Yeah. And I've always been like that. I think it goes back to, you know, not having any friends in the surf and I'm always competitive against my dad and my brother and all the other boys out there. Like, mm. as a girl surfer, you're pretty much the only girl out there half of the time. Like, majority of the time, you're the only one. Even now I'm still surfing and I'm like, yeah, like I'm the only one. Mm. So that kind of competitive drive just to be as good as the boys has always been there for me. And, uh, yeah, that's where I want to push it. I want to be seen as like one of the best kite surfers, not just one of the yeah. best female kite surfers. So there's a long way to go. I'm not saying that. Like I've got so much to learn and I've only been two years on tour. Like there's a lot of different waves out there and with the wind directions and stuff there's so many variables. But uh, if I can – keep going on that and keep training and stuff, then, yeah, that's what I want to do. Talking about wind directions and mm. this, that, and the other place you're moving to pretty pretty soon is uh, got a couple of different fucking winds blowing at it, a couple of different big swells yes. headed towards it as well. Uh, you want to talk about that? Moving to Maui. Yes. What's, what, um, what has brought that on What's, well, and, and when? In a, uh, sorry, on Sunday, so in... Uh, he was like, because when I hit Lewis, <laughs> I was like, do you reckon she'd be keen to do it? He's like, yeah, it have to happen soon, but because she's moving to Maui. I was like, why is she moving to Melbourne? Oh, very, she's moving to Maui. <laughs> so, um, like I said before, Maui, Hawaii is pretty much the birthplace of wind sports. Mm -hmm. um, my main sponsor, Nash. Kite and Boy. surfing. In a, and in surfing. Like, in fucking general, to be honest. Oh, yeah, it's just the mother of all... Is it Mecca? Mm. Mecca. No, it's Hawaii, mate. Hawaii. Uh, yeah, so I'm really excited to do that. It was like a bit of a mission trying to get uh, the exemption. I got knocked back twice. I had to ask a few people how to do it because I was just like, why am I getting knocked back? And it's because all these guys, they're like going over there. Because the preface, you have to leave Australia um, three for months. three months. But the issue is... I have to leave Australia for three months, but I can only stay in the US for three months. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'll try to get a return flight. But to get a return flight, it's like six grand. Two on the way, like four on the way back. So are you able to go, like, leave Australia for three months and in Hawaii, which is the States technically? Mm. But then could you go Tahiti on the way back or something yeah. like that? So or? I'm going to uh, probably reset my visa, go to Mexico, do a bit of a surf trip. I've got a few friends over there. So Drats. Really <laughs> <laughs> sounds shit out. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, going to do it that way. And then hopefully the tour will go ahead end of May. So if I don't – well, 
need to stay in Maui, I'll go to Europe and do that leg, go to Mauritius, and then hopefully by September I'll be back. But that's under the impression I can get back. I've heard stories of people, like, not being able to get back. So I've kind of got that in the back of my head. Like, I'm saying goodbye to all my friends on Friday and I'm like, guys, I'm going, but I don't know how long for. I don't know when I'll come back. You might have a GoFundMe in see four you. months' time. Yeah. <laughs> see you later, guys. I'll see you when I'm looking at you. <laughs> but, I mean... If I get stuck, I'm stuck in Maui, right? So it's not the worst. And you got so somewhere yeah. to stay there? I do, yeah. Um, so usually around this time in Maui, it's the best time for waves and wind. So that's when we do our product shoots. Um, so I'm going with a friend and we're staying. We're just shooting for the whole three months um, for the brand. And then we'll see where that goes. I'm kind of just, you know... And do Why you with the wind? Spono's put. Oh, love. No pun intended, guys. No pun intended. And your Spono's put you up in that, or is this out of your own pocket? Um, yep, but yes, they will be doing yep, that. Yep, but yes. Yes, but yes. Yeah, no, nah, um, I'm very fortunate to have some amazing sponsors that are going to help me out with that because I haven't been working much since I've been home, so I've actually got no money in my pocket. I'm pretty much running out of help like over there, bucks. too. You, you were saying before you had uh, American sponsors. Yes, yeah, so Nash is uh, um, like from Maui. That's that's um, where they're from. So I'm going to work for them, um, and I guess that's where they're housing me at the Nash house and whatnot. So that's exciting. And I this time last year actually I came from back from Cabo Verde, and I was supposed to get on a flight to Maui on the 14th. So I don't know what's the date. The third in a week. I was supposed to be in Maui this time last year and then the day before I flew out, they put the travel full ban on. Oh. I'm like, no. So you need a fucking do you, do you want like a board caddy or something? I um, like. just letting everyone know I'm really looking for a caddy, um, a bag boy caddy, someone to take my stuff. That'd be great. Oh. Doesn't pay very well, but I mean, I'll have someone. Thank you. <laughs> Fucking just flies to Hawaii will do. Swear it has. <laughs> <laughs> Blend in with the locals after that and never come back. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else did I have down? Oh, yeah. Q&A. Little thing we've been trying out lately, will yep. we? When you reshared it today, anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got one question here from Mitch Jones. How much money is there, and do you need it in? We've already answered that, really. But uh, do, you, do you need another job, or do your spawners look after you pretty well enough to keep you out of the workforce? Uh, no. So, like I said before, there's not much money in kiting. I mean, some brands have a lot more money than others, but uh, I kind of relate it when I'm explaining it to people. I kind of relate it to professional netball. So mm. you know how netballers, they're, uh, they're obviously athletes. They've got to train like everyone else. They've got to do the competitions, the travel and everything, but they still have to have another job. That's pretty much uh, us kiters. And I think a lot of people in the QS or if you can relate it to that, like everyone's oh, okay. got to have their own job. So, yeah, it's, it's extremely hard to juggle training, kiting, surfing, eating well, working. It's all very taxing and you've got to fit it all into one day, but it's got to happen. Island hopping. Mm. Island is hopping. Is there, a pa- is there a pay gap between the men and the women or it's the same? Um, only last year they changed for the prize money. It's equal now, which oh, is okay. awesome. Um, yeah. It goes on a ratio, so depending on how many girls enter and how many boys enter. Oh, okay. Um, so if there's a 80 to 20 ratio, then that's the money ratio. But if it's 50-50, then it's 50-50. Yeah, no, that's good. Which is a, a good way to do it. Um, but... I, I can't speak for other people. I'm not sure how much they're getting paid. Like, no one really likes to pay, talk about their paychecks and stuff. But, yeah, I, I I do have to have another job, whereas a lot of people I know just live off kiting. That might change. I mean, I've only been professional for three years, so hopefully in the future. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So to pursue it, you have to stay in Maui or Capo Verde or something like that? I could. I would love to stay in Maui, but uh, I might get deported. Oh, so, okay. Yes. 
We'll, uh, we'll see about that. Maybe <laughs> I'll find got, a Hawaiian The husband. US have bigger fucking problems than the whole <laughs> Perry staying in someone's back room. <laughs> <laughs> They're not worried about you one bit. Next question from Nick Carroll. Shout out, Nick. Uh, actually, he works at Rip Curl in Newcastle. Um, when kiteboarding, how do you just not get dragged the fuck out to sea? <laughs> Um, that's like the question of how do you not fly away? You always got to come back. But um, if you're thinking about the wind directions, so I like to wave riders. They like to kite in cross onshore, cross offshore. If it's blowing onshore, you're not going to get anywhere off the beach. If it's blowing offshore, obviously the wind's coming from the land out to sea. So if you go out and you get caught, then you're not coming back. You're going out to New Zealand. You're going to have to swim in. So uh, you just have to be smart. Usually you're going to end up on the news, son. That's it. Coming on a coal ship or something. Mm. Yeah, no, you just gotta play it smart, have some fun. It's funny when people like, you know, do stupid shit because we can all laugh at it, <laughs> but it's sometimes it's pretty serious. So. Yeah, right, eh? Well, uh, what's next for you? Yeah. Uh, apart from going to Maui, what, do, where, what do you want to go? What do you want to do? Oh, you want to go Prince? Yeah, we're gonna go to Prince. No. <laughs> okay. We still got a couple of beers in here to drink. Actually, we might be off kick ons right here. Just as well, <laughs> I'm sweating up a storm in here. Beauty, there's a bucket of ice in there. You can treat yourself. Yeah. Now, um, near future, I obviously going to Maui this year. It's hard with the tour if that doesn't happen. I've got a lot of projects in mind. I want to do a lot of filming. Um, Western Australia has been a big one for me. Tick off the bucket list. Some slabs. Some slabs <laughs> over there, yep. Uh, nor- northern side of Western Australia, for sure. There's uh, Around September, there's amazing wind and Port amazing waves. Broomway. Uh, Nalu. Nalu, yeah. Is where I want to be. Um, that's probably the pinnacle for a goofy footer mm. uh, like me. Um, I so noticed yeah. you up there rotten with the wrong hand too. Yes, I'm left all round. The best sports people are there, aren't they? Right? Like anyway, <laughs> <laughs> no. Look, we'd um, really, really appreciate you coming on, taking the time out of your day. I know you got a lot on. You should be at home fucking packing, pretty much. But um, yeah. thanks a lot for coming on. We do appreciate it. Have you got anyone? Where can everyone find you? Just for starters, uh, Instagram Perry Roberts P E R I. And I got a YouTube, and look, I just want to say I'm honoured to be the first female on the yeah. podcast. Fuck so much, thank in. you for coming in. Love. And everybody, uh, stay tuned. Louis got his own potty coming out soon. Nah, thank you again, boys. Let's go with the wind. That was alright. Good fun, eh? Good fun. Nice.